G'day golfers. Ever found yourself redirecting blame and making excuses after having an absolute shocker on a golf course? I know that I have. Range was closed, I was a little cold, didn't warm up, I hit it in those three old divots. Then we have the podcast for you. We focus on how to fundamentally own your swing. Strike it pure and consistently shoot in the 70s. Be it if you're a weekend hack, retired and playing daily, a school phenom or a tour professional. We present and discuss facts and physics pertaining to golf, trying to keep our ego and opinion at bay. We dispel myths such as keep your head down, bend your knees, or my all-time favourite game improvement irons. So stop drinking that mythical Kool-Aid and have a sip of ours. I think you'll find it both inspiring and refreshing. I'm Scott Young, founder of Swing, PGA professional and ex-tour player. And together with physical therapist Dr. Sean Joyce, welcome to Pivot the Path. Welcome to Pivot the Path. SJ, how's your week, sir? Yeah, really good. Entrepreneur month, so I've been told. Yes, well done. Entrepreneur month for all of November. Shout out to all the entrepreneurs in certainly New York City, whether it's my local street vendor who I get my street meat off. All over the place. All over the place. Very different levels of it as well, which is fascinating. Physical therapist, golfer, street meat vendor, and shout out to Hussein because he's that on that corner, that street meat. Oh, oh it's amazing. God. It's amazing. Every time. It's so consistent. Rosemary kills me. She's like, you are eating so much bacteria. I'm like, I am so healthy. <laughs> but they're really strict on the sanitation in you those You were saying carts. this the other day. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's safe. Trust the truck meat. Yeah, I love it. He's awesome. But it doesn't matter what your entrepreneurship is. We're the ones getting up early and taking a risk. One of my best mates, shout out to Josh down at uh, the, the, the trap door down in South Carolina. When Rosie and I were talking about launching Swing, he said, look, youngie, 99% of people walk up to the cliff, look over it and think, oh, too scary. Josh said, take a step. Yeah. Best bit of advice I've learned. And you've got to take a step, trust yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah, take the leap. And- take the leap. Shout out to entrepreneurs all over the all over the world, back at home in Sydney and Hussein for getting up early. That street meet today, I'm coming to you, buddy, at 12 o'clock. Yeah, hopefully he's got a couple orders getting yeah, ready right that's now. that's right. Yeah. Entrepreneur month. Mate, what does it mean to, what's that mean to you? Um, well, especially in the last couple of years, this whole swing thing and well, you started it and I've jumped on board, but uh, it means I'm part of the group there. Yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. So I was- But hang on, before, let's yeah, backpedal yeah. a little bit, but you're an entrepreneur always because you, that's the very definition of you not being in what you call the mills, is that? Yeah, PT mill as we call it. What is a PT mill? Is that like a puppy mill? Yeah, yeah might as well be. Uh, so it, a lot of people listening, if anyone's had an injury or a surgery, something like that, they've probably been sent to one, which it's these high volume clinics, you know, you get a referral there from a doctor, oftentimes a medical doctor. I know we've touched it. on this before, so maybe this is worth going back to. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's all about volume though. So get as many people in the door as you can, you know, people come in, like if I was a, a treating physical therapist, it'd be me, I'd have a physical therapy assistant. And then like a PT who wouldn't have a degree, it. they'll have a degree, okay. PT assistant degree, okay. and then there'll be a PT aide, which is usually like a high school kid or someone on in uh, like a summer internship. Wow. Um, and then you spend most time with the, the aide, the, the young kid doing exercises and stuff. You get about five, 10 minutes with an actual um, physical therapist and you largely get your time wasted. Interesting. Um, the, the people working there don't have enough time to help you. They're overwhelmed. And because of that, you don't get very good quality of care. And it's not a great setup. Which is why your entrepreneur spirit then shone and said, well, hang on, p- pump the yeah, brakes. I got to get out of this, out of this setup. So I had bounced around New York City here at every indoor golf 
facility and knocked on their door, called, emailed, all that, and said, hey, I'm a, I'm a PT. I work with golfers. This is what I want to do. I would like to help your members and keep them coming in here and using their memberships and pretty much closed doors everywhere I turned. That's bizarre. Uh, but again, I found it's, this place. Yeah. And so it, it, what about your parents? Your parents entrepreneurs out of interest? Yeah. So my dad's uh, owned multiple businesses. He had a, a printing company in Chicago. Him and my mom ran and they sold that and moved to Colorado. Oh, so and, that's, it's in the blood. Yeah. Yeah. And then he started a um, marketing business and now he does home remodeling. The, the last one he started and been doing now for oh, a good pivot probably, the 10, years. So yeah, speaking Miles, of Miles, I he's, love it. He's a master. He's been doing yeah. it for a while. That's very cool. I know yeah, last yeah. episode we talked about getting Miles a set of somewhat close to blades. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks we can get those to him. And uh, obviously, little actually, is there any indoor? He can, can he practice in Colorado? There's some places. There's some yeah, places? he lives on a golf course with a beautiful driving range. Oh, so and he can hit off. And grass. what are you? I mean, this is a silly question, but I've never been to Colorado. Mm -hmm. What middle of winter? There's no. You're not getting a balmy day that. You can. you can, yeah. So Colorado is a big misconception that it's like snowy, like Alaska all, all year long, like the Arctic. But no, it, it snows, and then the next day, almost guaranteed, is going to be blue skies and sunny. Yeah, interesting. So it snows, it melts, it snows, it melts. But in between, there's often really nice sunny. You know, you can get 60s? a sixty degree day. Wow. You can also have well into the negatives. Yeah, but totally. uh, there's there's days to be had out on the golf course if it hasn't. You know, if the snow's had enough time to melt on the entire course, you can play through the winter. Oh, that's, I've got to get up there, mate. We should go. I'd yeah. love to go. I'm and the ball goes quite a bit further. So, because there's thinner air. Yeah. Interesting. In the altitude. Yeah. yeah. So you get there and without having to train or do anything, you, you bomb the ball. I'm a Formula One nut, just pivoting here a little bit. And uh, last week, because they're up at altitude at San Paolo, they had to really change their, uh, cooling of the brakes and their, their their systems because mm -hmm. the air was so thin. Yeah. Uh, so it, I, I find altitude actually not that I'm used to it as an Aussie. I'd love to get to Colorado. Yeah, you would, you would love it. There's some great golf courses. Um, so yeah, one of these days we'll get you out there. Yeah, but, nice. uh, To circle back here with, with Entrepreneur Month, I mean, you started Swing and it's, it's a very different thing than a lot of the other golf products in the industry. You know, how did you go from where you were to yeah, basically doors. the same. I took a step back and saw what golf clubs had to offer and how much they were drinking the Kool Aid, and it was just we did this because that's always been done. And and I felt as though there wasn't someone looking at improvement holistically. And I know we've got a very strong business model here that's based on honesty. And look, we're here to make a buck, like anyone, but we do a we do a phenomenal job to keep it high and tight on physics and math and mm -hmm. physiology and. There's not a there's not a space uh, that's doing that right now, and so we're we're the pioneers, and I and I do love this. Uh, one thing I do love is that it, it involves our kids. That's so when people say entrepreneurship, I'm not sure there's many golf PGA guys getting up at 4 a.m. to do a podcast. <laughs> you know, um, my daughter, uh, our daughter Matilda, she she coined the pivot the path name. We sat around at a dinner table and we each talked to Izzy and. And Valentina and and Rosemary and I and we said, okay, this is what our thought is. Come on, weigh in. So it's yeah, it's a really family, and you're part of the family now. And so is Marie and 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 uh, and Miles. Mate, we're going to get you those blades. We're going to yeah, keep he's coming. He's going to be up for a shocker when he hears this, but so, they're, they're coming, Miles. <laughs> yeah. So so the the entrepreneurship to me is about family, and and also entrepreneurship to me is looking at opportunity and thinking, well, hang on. We've got six world banks. There's about 190 hedge fund and private equity offices, architectural firms, attorneys. 
there's probably 500 plus business models within three blocks of us and 60% of that population love golf. Tons so of golfers. I'm like, everywhere. why wouldn't we do this? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's an inconvenient place to play golf. Just if you're in the city, cause you got to get out. But uh, golfers need a place to practice here more than ever. And so, so when did you open doors on this we office? We signed a lease in August 2019, then COVID hit, and we opened in May of 2021. So it awesome. was, yeah, it was brutal. But say, brutal. hey, we're we're going for yeah, it. Yeah, we're going ballistic. We're and about I think to at sign that time, next door. Anyone walking by would have been like, wait, I can come in here and hit balls. Yeah. It's, it actually, for being scary as the person opening it, is is awesome place for golfers to come in. Thank you, mate. Well, yeah. you're part of the family now. So let's so dive in. So what are we talking about? We thought, Sean and I thought, well, let's talk equipment. And then last week we talked irons mainly, a little yep. bit of drivers. Kind of recipe of recipe of what, what you think is using. the best clubs for people to be and hitting. then today we thought we'd get back to the clubs and finish that conversation yeah. a couple of times i ramble and so sean's always like buddy finish what you're saying <laughs> so we thought we'd come full circle and talk wedges yeah a and really then we've, big one. we've done the irons and i think clubs. with the other clubs we talked about you know there's a lot of missing information i think for golfers themselves as the consumers of these clubs and with wedges in particular uh i think i've learned so much about wedges things i had no idea were even something to consider when getting wedges and how they affect your game and so i figure we gotta we gotta let people know what's in their hand when they get to the scoring clubs. sure so what's in your hand well i jumped on two of the big box of the two of the big five uh, last night just in prep and looked at actually how they fit wedges online and uh, it's very reactive. So one thing that the wedge has as its underlying foundation, if instruction and physiology is the foundation of swing, then the underlying foundation of a wedge is its bounce. Uh, loft is largely irrelevant. So we're so, uh, we are so passionate about getting the right clubs in your hands at a fair price. I've actually about to launch the swing wedges. And so in my right hand, obviously on YouTube is my finished product. It's a black black wedge with swing on it, which is very cool. And I've got a prototype of my high bounce because yeah. I'm working with a chap who built in my right hand, it's it's a high bounce club that came through. And it, even though he stamped this at uh, 15 degrees of bounce, it's got about eight degrees. And to me, the bounce is, is something that's never understood. I on tour never understood what bounce was. Yeah. Circling back on the big two that I looked at last night online, uh, Callaway and Vokies, they go on with all this garbage about what's your divot pattern. They touch a little bit of what the topography is, whether it's firm or soft. Yeah, the conditions the you conditions, play in at your home course. But conditions change. Yeah. And so none of the big five even talk about topography and, and bounce and conditions. And a wedge golfers is all about bounce first 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 second and third yeah what so, is bounce so how do we define bounce that's the Love big it. question and it's very ambiguous so the best way to describe bounce is if you hold your sand iron vertically so the heel of the club is facing your nose i'm doing this online right now make sure the shaft is relatively vertical and then if you hold it at eye line the back of the leading edge relative to the front of the leading edge the angle therein is the bounce of the club yeah. super simple so there should be you know like a, a convex shape to that different angles yeah different different angles, angles but the the bigger the rise you know the from leading bounce. edge in the front to the back is going to be more bounce correct and that's really important and the thing that i was 
frustrated at these guys yesterday jumping online is that I went through and I said my topography was very firm because it's November in New York City. And yet the wedges that this particular platform suggested to me, they had the same bounce, all three. It was 12 degrees, 12 degrees, 12 degrees, which yeah. is fundamentally incorrect. Yeah, You've got to have a high bounce club in your bag and you've got to have a low bounce club in your bag at all times. Yeah. Period. So no, no ifs and buts. When are the times where that high bounce is going to be your best friend and when the low bounce really Great comes question. Into play? So bounce of a sand iron. So I have a high bounce 55. So where swing wedges are going to be 50, 55, and 60. Yep. You can bend them a little bit either way. Yep. You do not need four wedges in your bag. For, for non-tour players, that's overkill. So we need high bounce when the topography is normal to soft to very wet. Anything that has some movement under your foot. Okay. So like people use gear effect to read their putts, if your feet are walking on concrete, the adverse, you need your low bounce wedge. Okay, so firm conditions. Firm conditions, period. You want low bounce, yeah. Yeah, people say, oh, I use my 60 in a bunker. No, 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 no. You will become a phenomenal bunker player if you use your feet. If you can move the sand, medium to high bounce. If you can't move the sand after rain, now in November in, in New York, low bounce. Okay, so you yep. don't say I'm in the bunker, grab your 60, even yep. from the, the back of the fairway when you know you're in it, oh, I'm hitting 60. It's get up there, you want to assess the use sand. Use your feet. Like you would with the lie on the fairway as well. Bingo. And then that will dictate what wedge you should actually be hitting. I remember I was teaching at a different facility here in the city and the PGA was on a bolters roll. Shout out to uh, Doug Steffen, who was the old head pro there, just a wonderful human being. And Doug used to let me uh, jump jump on there with some of my mates and members. And at the time of the PGA, uh, the rough was brutal, like Bethpage Black or like mm. Wingfoot, uh, just to name local courses. And all my Balti members grabbed their lob wedge because they had that pre- Preposition to, oh, I've got to get the club out of the rough. But actually, because the rough was so penal and thick, the lob wedge, because it was flat on the bottom, and when the lob wedge has no bounce, there's a higher angle of surface area coming in contact with the ground. So let's backpedal. Low bounce is when the bottom of the club is flat. So as the club's hitting the ground, we've got about an inch. So Sir Isaac Newton basically predetermined wedges. He got it right. Every action has an opposite reaction. <laughs> didn't get credit for that one, I didn't don't Didn't get credit. But... No, Sir Isaac was, I would love to have met Sir Isaac. He's a smart yeah. dude. So my lob wedge that has low bounce generally, right? We believe your lob wedge should have no bounce. My, my wedges are going to have about two degrees, three degrees of bounce. Because there's no variance in the bottom of the club, there's about an inch of friction. And because there's friction, the club digs. Every mm -hmm. action, friction has an opposite reaction, dig. Now, as the club digs, it slows in velocity and it also usually opens. Mm -hmm. And that's why the ball flight with your lob wedge comes out higher because of the digging, not because of the loft. Mm -hmm. Now, all my Balti members went straight to their lob wedge, but what they did was they got the ball out of the rough in that lie, but the ball didn't leave the rough in terms of the cut because there was no velocity. Okay. So then you put a high bounce club in their hand the club hits the ground, it doesn't dig as much, therefore there's more velocity as the ball struck, therefore the ball gets not only out of the rough, but it gets out of the rough cut and now it gets back onto the fairway. Pops up. Pops up, yeah. Interesting. So bounce again is counterintuitive like we did last last week with gear effect. 
one must understand that the bounce simply is friction. Low bounce, more friction, slower velocity, ball comes out slower and usually at a higher launch angle. High bounce, less friction, less stop, ball comes out with a lower launch and more velocity. Okay. Yeah. See. And so you want to get your wedges working for you, but first you've got to understand that. So when you go up to assess your lie, um, you're going to know which one's going to help you or make it extremely difficult. And yeah, you, to your point, we're going to talk about pre-shot routine. So the first thing you should do anytime you're inside 130 yards for me, you're a gorilla. You probably hit it further than me with your wedges. So your probably distance with your wedges is up. But every time you've got a wedge in your hand, the first thing you should do is take a practice swing. Now in a bunker, you can't, so you use your feet. Yeah, okay. If it's firm, low bounce. If it's fluffy and normal, high bounce. Yeah, and so if you don't have a lot of experience or say you're like in New York City here and we're hitting off mats because we're in the city and then you want to go play a course, but you don't really know what the conditions are going to be like. How do you dictate, like what is a firm bounce or firm conditions versus soft? Literally, if it feels like concrete, you're using your low bounce. We're playing Ferry Point uh, on Friday. Yep. And we are going to use our low bounce wedges most of the time. Yeah, pretty firm. Pretty American firm. link style. American link style. Yep. Yeah. So to answer your question uh, and making sure I come full circle is that most of the time, I would conservatively say 85% of the time, use your high bounce clubs. Mm. If the ground is rock hard, which literally is that, then yeah. there's your low bounce. And is it typically going to be more dry as well when it's, yeah, when it's usually, firm? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been to Arizona? Yeah. Yeah. One time I uh, went for a golf trip. Actually. Okay. So I've never been to Arizona, but yeah. firm or because it's quite an interesting topography. It's obviously sand based, but yeah. was it firm? Do you fascinating remember? just how they can grow grass like that in the middle of a desert. Thinking back when I was there, I had no idea what the bounce of a club sure. meant. Uh, I probably had somewhere middle round, middle ground of bounce on, on all my clubs. And I think I was thinking, oh, if I chunk this, it's just a bad technique or bad swings. No, fault. 100% bounce. And uh, now looking back, it's hard to say. I think the two courses I played were very different from each other. One firm? was definitely firmer, okay, quite firm. And then the other, it was uh, maybe a little bit softer. But both I'd probably say on the firmer side. Look, it, it depends on what your personality type is. But to say you need four different wedges in the trunk of your car, I think that's overkill. Yeah. I have, and where we're going to move on to this this episode today is, I have my entire game based around my wedges. So I personally like half to half. Now, with our wedges scoring system here at Swing, we have three distances, half to half, half to full, full to full. Now, what that means is for a right-handed golfer, as I take the club back, my left arm is parallel to the ground. And then on the way through, my right arm is parallel to the ground. That's half to half. So you kind of feel like, like a half swing to half swing. Half swing to half swing. Half back swing, half ball. Correct. Hips leading come from the inside, hit a little draw. Torso leading, come from the outside and hit a little fade if the pin's top right. And mm -hmm. You should be able to do both. Yeah. So it's half to half, half to full, full to full. Now I play half to half for me with my pitching wedge. It's bang on 102 meters. I still work in meters. Yeah. Do you work in meters or yards? Uh, yards. Your yards, but you'd work in Celsius because of Marie. Yeah, yeah, I'm, so I'm a mix up there. You're a mix up. But there. on the golf course, yeah, it's always been yards here. So I, I'd be... I'd be on my phone calculating meters. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. So we just started this with Sean. So we're going to hopefully take this to Ferry Point because you yeah. have a lot of wedges in yeah. your hand there. Yeah. We didn't have it last time. And so 
I try and work backwards on a golf course. So before, I'm at very point I play a lot and it's a great track, uh, I'll actually work backwards and work out how many times I can get 102 meters in my hand. And then I'll try and have that as often as I can during that golf round. There's three par, two par fours that you can knock it on. And so I'm going to try and hit it 320 if I knock it on, great. Mm -hmm. But if I can't, I'm laying it way back to 102 meters. Okay. It's 113, 112 yards. Yeah, so based on maybe what the wind's doing, 100%. If, if you're not going for green, then rather than just get it up there as close as you can, you're going to hit the club that will put it 102 meters from the pin. Bingo. Now, if my favorite shot, so what we try to do here at Swing is we say, here's the physics and math, half to half, half to full, full to full. What's your, I mean, we've just started this, but what what are you leaning towards? What's your favorite wedge distance? In terms of distance? So I like in the like 110, 115 yard range. Which is probably half to half with your 54, I would suggest yeah, to you. Yeah, half to half or half to full. Half to full? With the, my 54. That's the club I feel like best chance I get this ball to go where I want it to. Sure. And as we talked about last episodes, you know, we're going to knuckle down on Sean's alignment uh, on Friday. So let's say you're doing half to full with your 54. Now that's a high bounce club. Now, you as a golfer, when you're warming up on the range, one of the things to answer your question 10 minutes ago was, how do I know what the topography is? You've actually got to take a swing on, on the golf course yeah, and say, right, what's the course? Maybe I can't play my half to full as much as I would like because there's too much bounce. Okay. So that club's not on your, not your ideal. team that day. Yeah. If you would like to hit it, what's the first thing you're going to do with ball position to take out the ground? So you just move ball back a little Bingo. bit. Bingo. And now if Sean wants to keep his half to full with his high bounce, understanding the ground is really firm you've got to move that ball back. Now, what does that do? It opens face orientation. Mm -hmm. It's going to squeeze the ball out a little more right. Yep. So you might want to aim a little left. If you're playing half to full with the ball further back because it's a high bounce club and it's rock hard, then you might not go at any right hand pins because if you have a right hand pin on a green and you sleek it a little right because that ball's back, now you're going to short green yeah, yourself. Yeah, short side miss. And no so good. we talk about this. This is where bounce is so crucial. If you're moving the ball back because the topography's firm, maybe that right pin's an orange pin. Maybe you don't go with that right pin today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why getting back to the, the golf course companies where they've got, what's your divot pattern? Well, who cares? How about we just explain to people, my low point is left shoulder. My sternum, where my shirt buttons are, is where the club will hit the ground verbatim. Mm-hmm. So if I know, unless you're trying to do something crazy, if I know that my shirt buttons and my chin and my sternum and my spinal cord is where the club hits the ground and my low point is lead shoulder for a right-handed golfer, left shoulder for a left-handed golfer, right shoulder, then those two points and bounce, those three things, that's all that pitching, chipping and bunkers is about. Yeah. All you guys and girls, remember you played that bunker shot on Sleepy that you airmailed the green? Yeah, yeah. What did you do? You just simply move forward. Yeah. When you're playing a bunker shot, make sure your chin, sternum, and nose, shirt buttons, once you set it, it never moves in a bunker. It yeah. doesn't move forward. It doesn't move back. You've that got makes it. sense. Yeah, so right? you get the sand first, then, then ball. So if I'm playing rock hard bunkers like we are on Friday, mm -hmm. most often we're going to have our low bounce uh, wedge because we need that club to dig. Yep. I probably can't play a super fluffy bunker shot. So I've got to have my nose about half an inch behind the ball because if I go two inches behind the ball, it'll drop it kick. It digs and 
fog is bounces. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's making sure you understand that what the topography is, what bounce to use, but with a bunker and chipping, your sternum never changes forward. Yeah. Well, that leads us to um, Victor Hovland's new wedge shot that he's yeah, got yeah. in the bag, yeah, where he a lot actually of hype around that, he moves he's forward. Been hitting some unbelievable shots. So what is he doing? Well, it's again, it's math and physics. Yep. What Victor's doing is his sternum is he's moving his sternum forward as he hits his chip shot. Yeah. So in his backswing, he's moving his head and chest, upper body is going towards the target. Towards the target. So what that does, it increases and moves his low point forward. Mm -hmm. What that does, it increases his angle of attack, yep. which makes him super steep on the ball. And mm -hmm. as we know, when you're steep on the ball, we increase spin rates. Yep. We know mathematically how to play that shot perfectly. So he's spinning the ball at about 8,000 RPM. As he's moving forward, he's actually getting a little outside in. So what mm -hmm. does he have to do to his alignment? Open he's got to face. open the face. Yep. He's got to aim his feet way left. So we would suggest that that's actually not a great shot to play for most of you guys who, and girls who are playing once a week. Yeah, you have to really get that right. You've really got to get that yeah, right. And you've got to be practicing all the time and... You wouldn't uh, sit at your desk all week, not hit a wedge, and then go out on the course and maybe try and pull that off? Because your variables are changing. Yeah. We're moving the sternum forward. We're going from a sternum on top of ball, which is ground and ball at the same time, to being way ball first. We're coming now outside in, therefore we've got to open the face, mm -hmm. and then we've got to aim left because we're pull hooking the ball, basically. Yeah. There's a lot. That's a yeah. lot. A lot going on, for lot sure. On. And the other big thing we found in here is the difference is in a, a premium ball versus just some regular range ball is is miles apart. So how did that come of, about? Uh, so we had someone in here hitting your clubs um, and funnily enough, was not convinced they were blades because they loved them so much. Yeah. Super pure. I, I love them as well. Um, but then he's, I think it was an eight, eight iron, iron he was hitting yeah, was and iron. he was just mailing it, you know, 20 yards further than he'd hit his own. He was hitting iron. his eight iron about 195. This guy plays off two and he was hitting his peripheral weighted clubs shorter than my eight iron. And I'm like, dude, there's no way you're flying that 190. And it was a big, big difference. And so the one thing we picked up on was the spin rate was for an eight iron was coming up at like under 3,000 RPMs. It was Henry. RPMs. We've got a young kid who just mulches the golf ball. He's yeah. 330 driver plus and he just... And he turned to us and he said, you know, guys, it's the ball. And we're like, what? Yeah. Young Henry, he's been playing golf for three years. I think he's down to scratch at Patterson. And the quick physics of it, because the golf balls, because we've got people in here from 8 o'clock till 8 p.m., 12 hours a day crushing golf balls, the golf ball's really firm because it lasts longer. Yeah. Because it's firm, as the ball strikes the face, Sir Isaac Newton, once again, thanks, Sir Isaac, as we've got a velocity of a club head, if the ball's firm, it reacts very quickly and it doesn't spin as much because it's literally firm. Yeah. So Sean then said, why don't we grab a decent ball? What happened? Spin rate skyrockets. Yeah, skyrocket. And then distance came back down to normal. Yeah. Yeah. So for that Victor Hovland uh, uh, spin shot, which I, you know comes out at 10, 10 feet above the ground, it's traveling at a million miles an hour and stops dead. Puts I, the brakes on. Puts yeah. the brakes on. I strongly suggest you don't spend too much time practicing because it's a waste of time unless you do it six days a week. But we went from spinning it at like 3,500 to yeah. up to like eight and a half thousand. Yeah, for like a you know, 20, 30 you know, yard shot. Yeah. Spinning like crazy. But the premium ball was, was the real big difference maker to get it to stop. So to that point, we've ordered 50 uh, 
premium golf balls. Mm -hmm. We're probably not going to give them to everyone because most people don't need them yeah. uh, because swing's about process. So the process of face and path is far more important than the outcome. But for those who like it, like JB, he likes to, JB's super pedantic. He likes to know that, hey, I'm going to play my game for a thousand bucks this weekend. I want to make sure my numbers are on. Yeah. We'll give him a premium ball so he can. Yeah. Something like what you'll play on the course so that you can get in here and do your wedge matrix like we talked about. So yeah, half getting to half, half to full. So full getting back full. to those wedges, Sean is is his half to full guy. I'm a half to half guy with my pitching wedge. Uh, Sean's a, a half to full with his sand iron. But it's about understanding that the bounce of the club is so important. Again, not generalizing, but generalizing. 70% of our bags here in storage and use, we have 450 members here, they all have the same bounce. How wedges are being fit is fundamentally flawed. You should not have the same bounce in your club. You should have at least one high bounce, one low bounce, and, and probably one middle bounce. So the swing wedges have their high bounce 55 at 15 degrees. There's mm -hmm. nothing like that on the market. Their low bounce 60 is about three or four. Yeah. And then our 50 is going to be a medium about 10 or 11. We'll see how it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. So and it, it makes, you know, it's no surprise to me when you think of a lot of golfers, especially starting out, really struggle with short game. And there's so much improvement to be had just in working on your short game. But a big piece of that is get the equipment on your side. Sure. Absolutely. And then learn how to play the right shot with that. It's and, amazing and that first. most of our members and golfers, they say, but I want to do short game. Ironically, we do more short game in here than probably anything. Mm -hmm. You can see behind us, actually over my left shoulder, we actually get our members to chip. I've actually made the, the carpet. So on the top near the screens, it's fluffy underlay. And then right next to the column there, there's it's pine, it's wood. Mm -hmm. So that resembles my wing foots, my maidstones, my shinnecocks, my atlantics. And then we chip from side to side off different underlays yeah. of, of, of carpet underlay to simulate different fairways. And unfortunately, there's a fundamental flaw with how the golf manufacturers make their wedges. They look at Rory and go, right, Rory, what are you using? But Rory's playing the same fairway all the time. Yeah. We're not. Yes, yeah, different conditions entirely. So again, a, like we talked with the other clubs, you know, you say, oh, Rory's got that Ventus shaft. I want it. Or Rory's got this wedge. I want it. Well wherever you're playing is probably pretty different from the yeah. courses he's playing. So. I was at Royal Longshore last night, which is my local track in Westport, which I absolutely love. I guarantee you the fairways are not like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if I go online to all these golf manufacturers that give me a low bounce wedge, because that's what Rory plays and that's what tour players play, that's a, a mitigated disaster on Royal Longshore or for Trump. Oh, sorry. It's now called Bally. Bally. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we go play Ferry Point. Uh, that's going to be firm. So it just happens that the PGA Tour style wedge, low bounce, actually is going to work because we're in November in New York. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. But so your dad important. in Colorado, where it's going to have ice melting, yeah. if the ice is melting and the ground hasn't frozen, that low bounce, 10, 11 degrees, is a disaster. Yeah. We've got to get Miles a, a, a high bounce, 15 degree wedge in his hand. Yep. Does your mum play? She does a bit. She ah. doesn't practice as much and it, she likes to be out there, have a good time, you know, hit a few good ones. The rest of them, you know, find it, hit does it Does she again. use the old man's clubs? No, she's got her oh, own set. Awesome. Yeah. So we need to get Patty and some, Patty. some blades too. Everybody's getting them. Patty and Miles, we need you <laughs> down here. I love it. Let's get Patty and Miles into swing. Oh, yeah. Let's get them this really good physical therapist I know, Sean. And uh, let's 
let's fix them up and get them a set of golf clubs. Oh yeah, get them shooting low scores. Shooting low scores. So to cover up and and to to come full circle, please guys, when you go on that website or, or email us, direct message us. What wedges should I use? So golfers, next time you're on those platforms, please don't just go through the six questions they ask. What am I divot? Am I a scooper? Am I a chunker? What an irrelevant conversation. How about understand that strike, sternum, and low point, lead shoulder, left shoulder for righties, right shoulder for lefties, are two fundamentally important facts. Mm -hmm. Understand that topography dictates your bounce. Yep. If you're playing rock hard golf courses, then you might want to look at lower bounce. Not many people, you know, if I'm in Ireland, if I'm in Scotland, if I'm playing Royal Sydney back home or Colorado yeah. where, where your folks are at in the middle of winter, then maybe that's a chance to have a medium bounce. If it's after rain in Colorado and the ice is melted yep. and it's a nice sunny 73, 70 degree day for three days in a row, you'll need a high bounce club. Yeah. Understand the bounce of your wedges uh, before you pull the trigger. Yeah, and for most people, I think it's it's good to have options. So have high bounce, have low bounce. You know, maybe you have some clubs in the garage you can switch out if you know what conditions are going to totally. be like. But for most people, if in your bag on a daily basis when you're playing, you've got you know a high and a low bounce, high, then you can low. always have a club to hit the right shot. Absolutely, and really dial in that half to half, half to full, full to full. You'll be amazed that if you can actually reverse engineer your golf game and try and get to your distance. For me, it's 112 yards, 102 meters. For you, it's about 115, 115 like, yeah. then you'll actually play far better golf. Beauty golfers, look, thanks for listening to Pivot the Path. And remember, your on-course enjoyment starts with the work you put into your entire game. You can absolutely own your swing. So keep moving, keep swinging. Yeah, hit those wedges close. Yeah, dial we'll it in. We'll do it again next week. Enjoy. <laughs>